This is the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. Hey, it's great to have you with us for another episode of the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. Thank you for being a part of our leadership community. I also want to say a big thank you to all of you who are posting on social media. Man, that means the world, helping spread the world. When the leader gets better, everybody gets better. Also, if you'd like the show notes, we would be happy to email those to you. You can go to life.church slash leadership podcast, give us your email address, and then we will send you the notes to everything we're covering, and they'll come to your inbox even before we release these messages. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about part two of how do you sharpen your communication skills. Uh, You may say, I'm a leader, but I'm not a communicator. There's no such thing who is a leader that's not a communicator. Uh, We're never, ever just communicating. We're always leading when we communicate. And so we're going to talk about how to do that. But before we do so, I want to answer some of your questions. Thank you for sending in amazing questions. If you have questions, comments, thoughts, ideas, suggestions, you can email me anytime at leadershipatlife.church. Your time is valuable. I want to honor it. So let's dive in. Uh, This question came from Tim. And I love this question. Tim asks this. He said, how can I help two highly driven, results-producing people who are very different work better together and become unified around building the organization together? So Tim's got two stars, but they don't always get along. How do you help them get along and work together? Well, first of all, Tim, it's better to have two high-producing, results-oriented people than two passive and unproductive people. So we're off to a good start there. Um, I love this question and it's really important because most leaders don't keep star players. And the reality is that sometimes when you've got a star, they go somewhere else for more money, they compete, they don't get along. And if we can keep people working together, the camaraderie and the chemistry that we build over time leads to massively effective organizations. So we wanna raise up stars, develop stars, empower stars, and we want them to be able to work together. So it's a really important question you're asking. Most important above anything else is we wanna keep the mission central. We wanna keep the mission, the, the why we're doing the what, the why drives the what. We want the why to be center focus for every player all the time. The only win is an organizational win. And we have to communicate that. The only win is an organizational win. We need to help make make sure everybody knows that we don't win as individuals, we win as a team. Let me say it again. We don't win as individuals, we win as a team. We wanna help others know that one plus one often equals three. One star plus another star doesn't just equal two, but can equal three or more when we work together with the right spirit. Then what we wanna do, and this is important, is we wanna add, if you've got two stars, eventually we wanna raise up or add a third star, then a fourth star, then a fifth star. And this is so important. So often leaders say, I want my right-hand guy, I want my right-hand girl. I don't want a right-hand person, I want a right-hand team. I want a right-hand team of amazing people. Whenever there's two stars, there's often competition. Whenever there's three stars, suddenly they all start to see, I'm a part of something special and I'm playing a very unique role. This is just me, but I would rather have good team members that work together than great team members 
that are selfish or competitive in nature. I'd rather have good team members who work together than great stars who don't know how to get along. So we're gonna lead toward the mission and recognize one plus one can equal three when we all do it with the right heart. Fantastic question. Let's deal with another question. This was from Tara Lee, and Tara Lee asked this. What are some leading questions I can use to guide myself and lead my team in developing a powerful, purposeful declaration statement, okay? What is a declaration statement? If you listen to some of the older uh, podcasts that we did, I talked about this a little bit. Um, some of the most effective leaders I know wake up every single day and declare truth to themselves, some things that they're working on, some things they wanna believe, some things that help them be better. Uh, I do this, it's a discipline I added to my life earlier this year. I've got uh, a page and a half of positive declarations. I say, here's just a few of mine. I say this to myself every morning. I develop leaders. It's not something I do, it's who I am. I wake up with purpose, direction, and meaning every day of my life. I bring my best and then some. It's what I do after I bring my best that makes the difference. I know not everybody's a Christian, but I, I say this. I say the world will be different and better today because I served Jesus. And so I declare these things over and over again um, in, in every single day. So questions, Tara Lee, that you can ask if you're declaring, if you're writing declaration statements. Number one, ask yourself, where am I most vulnerable? This is important. You're only as strong as you are honest. And we wanna talk about where we're vulnerable. Then we're gonna speak faith and life into those weak spots. Number two, where am I the strongest? What we wanna do is we wanna know our gifts, our passion, our talents, our strengths, and we wanna build upon those. We, 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 that's where we're most effective. Number three, what do I value the most? One of the biggest problems is people claim to value something, but they don't practice those values. So what we wanna do is daily declare our values. What do we value the most? Number four, what motivates me and creates movement? What motivates me? And so there may be some verse, there may be some saying, there may be some emotion we wanna create, whatever it is. And then if you ask those questions, just start putting down on paper, here's some positive statements that I say every single day. Renew your mind, focus on what you're called to do, start the day with direction, passion, motivation, vision, and you'll have more effective days. All right, let's, uh, let's review what we covered in the last session, then we'll dive into today. We talked last week, part one, about sharpening our communication. We looked at the George Bernard Shaw quote, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. Just because you say something doesn't mean that your listeners heard it, believe it, or will do it. Big thought we looked at last session was whenever communicating, always be you-centered, not me-centered. In other words, what I wanna recognize is that people are thinking about themselves, so I'm not communicating from my perspective, I'm communicating in a way that will value them, help show that I care about them, I wanna be you-centered in my communication. Before we communicate anything, we answer the three questions. What do I want the people to know? What do I want them to feel? And what do I want them to do? What do I want them to know, feel? Emotion creates movement, emotion creates action. And then very specifically, what do I want them to do? Because if you cannot define it, they will never do it, okay? The big thought is this, you're never just talking, you're always leading. Now, let's dive into what I call the how of communication, and we're gonna get real practical today. Uh, think for a moment about the different hats that you wear. Think for a moment about the different hats that you wear, or you might say the roles that you play. For example, I wear a dad hat, I'm a dad. I wear a husband hat, I'm a husband. 
I'm also a pastor. I'm a leader. I'm a friend. I'm a man. I'm a coach. I'm a mentor. I'm a student. I always want to learn. I'm a counselor. I'm a fellow struggler that doesn't always get it right. Uh, I am a Jesus follower. Think about the different hats that you wear. You would have some of mine and some that are very different than mine. Now, this is what's important. When I'm leading or teaching or communicating, I wanna make sure that the hats I wear match the purpose of my communication. I wanna make sure that the hat that I'm wearing matches the purpose of my communication. You may jot this down. In any type of communication, the hat you choose helps determine the emotion they feel. Let me say it again. The hat that you choose help to, helps determine the emotion that they feel. So choose your hat wisely. Let me give you um, a couple of different examples. Let's say uh, you're in ministry and you're promoting to your church a um, Wednesday night class for parents. What hat are you gonna wear? Well, what do you want them to feel? And I'll give you three different examples. You might wear the hat of their pastor. You might wear their hat, uh, the hat of a parent. Or you might be a student, meaning yeah, you are a parent, but you still wanna learn more about parenting. And let me show you how the same announcement will feel different with three different hats. As your pastor, you might say this, and you bring that kind of authority. Hey, as your pastor, this could be one of the most important things that you ever do to bring spiritual growth for your family and your children. As your pastor, I would urge every parent to, and there that creates one emotion, okay? That's the pastor hat. Same announcement, but now I'm wearing the parent hat. I'm a dad, and I'm gonna say this. Hey, from one parent to another, how many of you agree that raising kids is really, really tough? Okay, hands are going up all over the place, especially when you're doing it without support. That's why I'm inviting you to join me, and there you're creating another mood by wearing a different hat. Here's, here's another one. Let's say I'm a student. Yes, I'm a parent, but I'm a, I'm a parent that wants to learn. I'll say this. I don't know about you, but I have a lot to learn in being a parent. That's why my wife, Amy, and I, we're gonna go, at this, go to this deal Wednesday night, and I would love to invite you to join us to be a part of this. And so what am I doing? I'm changing the hat that changes the emotion. Let's look at it from a different angle. Let's say that we're having a difficult conversation with a team member. We're having a developmental conversation with a team member. The hat that you choose determines the emotion they feel. You might wear a mentor hat. You might wear the hat of a friend. You might wear the hat of a leader. Let me show you the different conversations. A mentor, I'm walking in as a mentor. So you say, hey, I want you to know I really care about you. And because of what I've experienced, I really think I can help you get better. That's a mentor. Another emotion would be as a friend. Hey, man, I've been exactly where you are right now, and this is tough, I know. Would you mind if I told you what helped me? Okay, same conversation, different hat. Now, I'm the leader or I'm the boss. Man, you continue to face the same challenges over and over again, and I've gotta be honest with you. It's, it's time for you to make some progress and I wanna help you, but I've gotta be honest with you. If you don't grow and start performing better, we will have to make a change. So what do we have? We've got a developmental conversation. The hats that we wear determine, help determine the emotions they feel. Choose your hat wisely, okay? Uh, let's talk about some broader communication thoughts. All leaders are communicators. Let me give you what I call four communication languages. Four communication languages. When you communicate, you wanna communicate with your appearance, number two, your body language, number three, your words, number four, your emotions. When you communicate, communicate with your appearance. Your appearance says a lot, 
or doesn't say much, okay? Your body language, your words, and your emotions. Let me talk about this and I'll demonstrate some things. Uh, this may sound silly, but make sure that your outfit matches the message that you want to communicate. And I know this won't always matter, but let's say you're going to go raise, you know, $50,000 to start some business. If you come in, you didn't shave, you're wearing a baseball hat backward, or you're a lady in yoga pants and your hair pulled back in a ponytail, you're not communicating a real clear message. And this is important. You want your outfit, your appearance to match the tone of the communication. For example, if I'm talking about vision or I'm you know, bringing some new initiative, quite honestly, I often wear black, some dark solid because I want to communicate the authority and confidence. If I want to have a real relational conversation or I'm talking about small groups at the church, I'm going to wear blue because it's a relational color. If I want to come in buddy to buddy, I may be in a t-shirt or in a plaid shirt or something like that. Why? Because I want my outfit to match the tone of communication. That's appearance. Let's talk about body language. And this is really important. Uh, you want to grab attention. And when you, and I'm going to stand up. If you're not watching, it'll be a little bit weird. But when you, when you communicate what you want to do, if you're stepping back, you're communicating fear or a lack of confidence. If you're leaning forward, you're communicating a sense of authority and confidence in your communication. A big thought is this, you wanna speak appropriately for the size of the crowd. For example, right now, we're kind of like one-on-one, -on -one, and so I'm not raising my voice, I'm not going crazy. If you're at a table with three people, you wanna be conversational. If you're in a room with 100 people, you're gonna to wanna to have a little more action because it demands it. If I'm in a stadium of 20,000 people, I'm gonna be going, you know, being really, enthusiastic and using my, my body, my, my body language in, in a more extreme way to help me communicate the point. So what you wanna do is you wanna speak appropriately for the size of the crowd. If you're doing a presentation, you wanna make sure that you're moving but not pacing. A lot of times speaker, speakers will pace, they look like a lion in a cage. What you wanna do is you wanna move. What I like to do is I like to make sure I'm talking to everybody in the room. So I'll plant in the middle, I'll take a few steps, I'll talk to people on the side, I'll go back, plant in the middle, go to the other side, stop, and you wanna make sure you're making eye contact, that way everyone in the room feels like you're talking just to them. You wanna make your hands work for you and not against you. A good thing to do is to actually watch yourself on video and turn the volume off and see, is it pleasing to watch? Do I feel like I'm communicating something or am I not? Whenever I'm working with communicators, sometimes I'll make them do about a three minute communication with no words. They have to do everything like charades and using their body language to say um, what their, their, their body language to be consistent with what their words are actually saying. Um, if you're not a seasoned communicator, you'll want to think through nonverbal communication before you ever go up there. Think about where you want your hands to be, what kind of statement you want to make, when you're going to be big, when you're going to be small, when you're coming from the heart, when you're passionate, and you want to think through that then after a while, it'll simply become second nature to you. And then watch for any kind of distracting uh, movements. Don't go to the face. Like any, if you touch your face anytime you're in a crowd that looks really weird, we're not gonna cross our arms unless we're making a real point. We're not gonna put our hands in our pockets, so watch for um, distracting body language. Then with the words, uh, what I like to do is this. I like to tell people what I'm gonna tell them, and then I like to tell them, and then I wanna tell them what I told them, okay? Repetition helps people to remember. So here's what we're gonna talk about today. Let me talk about it. Here's what we talked about today. And you'll notice I do this on all the podcasts. 
I wrap it back up and I repeat, why? Because I really believe that will help you retain the information even better. We're gonna work on clear transitions. If we're choppy, if we don't look like we know where we're going, people have really short attention spans and we will lose them and we have to go and re-grab them. We wanna create moments when we can, or even better, just allow moments to happen. Anytime you start to sense there's emotion, go with the emotion, let it flow. Use silence. Just be quiet, okay? Let that work for you. Don't be afraid of silence. And then, like I said, repeat often. Speak clearly and repeat often. Let's talk about emotions for a minute. Uh, when you're speaking, change the pace of your speaking. In fact, probably the number one thing I work with in young communicators is like, you had the same tone, the same volume, the same pace throughout the whole time. You've got to change it up. At some points, you're going to want to speak a little bit faster. Other times, you're going to want to raise your voice. Sometimes, you're going to want to slow down and be really, really quiet. Variety helps keep people engaged. Use your facial expressions as a tool. Um, if you lose people's attention and you're gonna know when you do, change it up. You know, do something louder, slow down, change the pace, be funny, it, it, just say, hey, you know, whatever. But when you start to lose people, work to bring them back. Uh, help them feel, let them laugh. Whenever they're laughing, shut up and let them laugh. Uh, laughter is one of the greatest tools a communicator has. Um, in my world, people will walk in and you can tell they're skeptical. And if they're laughing, what happens is they, they, they're more open to whatever's coming next. And again, don't speak over the laughter. Whenever they're laughing, just shut, shut up, let them laugh. And then you can even get another laugh by saying something that's even easier to get a laugh and play off that. Use it as a tool to disarm people so you can help communicate whatever the message is that you really want them to hear. Now, almost finished. Two most important qualities when you're communicating. Two most important qualities will be confidence and humility. Confidence and humility. How do those go together? Those have to go together, okay? If you're cocky, they will not like you. They will not trust you, okay? If you're confident and humble, they will embrace you. If you're a spiritual communicator, okay? I know not all of you are, all, all of you are, but if you are, your humanity connects and your godliness inspires. If you are holier than thou, you will turn people off so quickly. You have to bring the real you. Your humanity connects, but then your pursuit of what's right, that inspires people. I like to say this, that we may impress people with our strengths, but we connect with people through our weaknesses. Let me say it again. We may impress people with our strengths, but we connect through our weaknesses. So don't, don't feel like you have to be perfect. Don't feel like you have to be amazing. Just be yourself. Be transparent. Talk about your struggles. Talk about what you're learning, how you're growing, what's going on. And that authenticity is gonna help connect with hearts. And when you connect with hearts, you can communicate truth. The single best thing you can do is be yourself. Be yourself, be yourself. If you are dorky, don't you dare try to be cool. You will fail like crazy. If you're 55 years old, don't try to act 22. You'll look stupid. If you're 22, don't be afraid of being young. It's okay. Work with it. Just be who you are. Don't be insecure. You have everything you need to do everything you're supposed to do. Then just start communicating all the time, everywhere. The best leaders are great communicators. Here's where we're going. Here's what we do. Say it with confidence and humility, and you can make a big difference. Let's review. Whenever we're leading or teaching, we always want to make sure the hat that we wear 
matches the purpose of the communication. The hat you chooses, the hat you choose helps determine the emotion they will feel. Choose your hat wisely. Four communication languages. Work on our appearance, work on our body language, work on our words, work on our emotions. What are we going to be? We're going to be confident. We're going to be humble. We're going to be ourselves. Three big questions. Question number one, what hats do you wear? Here's the follow-up question. How can you better utilize your different roles to achieve better results? What hat do you wear? How can you use these hats to better achieve the results you want? Number two, in your communication, do you need more confidence or more humility? Do you need more confidence or humility? And what will you do to improve in that area? Number three, what specific area do you need to work on in your communication? What specific area? All the time, every time I'm communicating, I'm working on something. If we're not working on something, we're not getting better. You never get better on accident. I want to thank you for being a part of our leadership community. Thank you for sharing on social media. Thank you for rating and reviewing. It actually helps us a lot. Uh, send us questions at leadershipatlife.church. And remember, be yourself. Why? People would rather follow a leader who's always real than one who's always right. Thanks again for joining us here at the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. You know, we never get tired of hearing your stories or your questions, and Craig loves hearing how you are growing as a leader. If you have a question you'd like to ask Craig, you can send us an email to leadershipatlife.church. You know, it's the end of the year, a great time for us as leaders to look back at all of our successes while looking ahead at what's to come in the new year. And here at Life Church, we would love to end your 2016 on a high note while sending you off into 2017 with a renewed perspective. I'd invite you to join us for one of our special Christmas Eve services at all of our Life Church locations, or you can join us for one of our online worship experiences simply by going to church online. Plus, we have a special Christmas gift available for you right now at life.church slash Christmas. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please rate, review, and share it with all of your friends because we love seeing leaders grow because when the leader gets better, everyone gets better. Thanks again for joining us here at the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. We'll see you next time.